Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Sometimes we always see is what's right in front of us, and that, that bothers us sometimes because we can't see the big picture. We, we get stuck in our circumstance, and it can seem sometimes overwhelming, disconcerting. Um, you've lost your bearings because of whatever circumstances have come your way. And we begin to realize that we need to see things from God's perspective. And so the do you see what I see is really saying that's God speaking to us. God's saying, do you see what I see? Today we're going to talk about, we're going to start our Christmas series. And and this series is going to take um, the historical, biblical characters in the event of Jesus' birth. And we're going to have to look at each one of these characters and realizing that they've got, they had to move to a place of beginning to see things from God's perspective for them to really see this miracle unfold. How it relates to us is I believe that each one of us, even today, I know Christmas is difficult. I know life is difficult. And you might be here just kind of feeling that weight of, of unmet expectations, Maybe you're here and you have a relationship that is falling apart. Maybe there is an untimely death, uh, a tragic accident, a loss of a job. And whatever your circumstances that have happened, it really causes you to begin to like lose your bearings. Like what's going on? But in the midst of that difficult circumstance, I want to encourage you to realize that there is a miracle waiting to happen. You see, a lot of times we can't see the big picture, and, and I want us to begin to, to unpack this for us. So if you turn to the book of Matthew, we're going to read um, a little bit about the first part of the Christmas account. When Jesus, before he was born, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25 is where we're going to go. And I'm going to give you time to flip there, so don't feel like, oh, I can't find where this is, oh, it's too late. Just keep looking. It's on the screen. Just keep going until you find it. It's on your Bible or your device. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, that we see through a glass dimly, which is kind of like if you were to pick up a a rose-colored glass or a a tainted-colored glass that when you try to look through, or even a clear glass, you don't see things very clearly, Right? That, that you can, it's kind of distorted. You don't really see the, the full picture. And this is what the scripture tells us. But at some point in time, we've got to make a determination of, are we going to allow our circumstance to dictate our life, or are we going to allow God to dictate our life? Are you going to trust in your circumstance, or are you going to trust in God? You see, the, tra- the problem is, is, is when we get into the middle of these circumstances, it's so very easy to start blaming God. We say, where's God in the middle of this, right? Where is God in the middle of this? And there's a couple things we can do. We can either start the blame game. We, we love to blame God on things. By the way, we live in a fallen world, and most of the times, God is good, by the way, but most of the circumstances that are going on, the fires in California, when people lost their homes, you know, where is God in the middle of this? A mom has a miscarriage. Where is God in the middle of this? 
And we can kind of either point fingers at God or we can point fingers at somebody else or we can even blame ourselves. We can even then begin to start justifying, say, well, there is no God because a God wouldn't allow this to take place. So somehow that makes us feel better. Or we can take matters into our own hands and try to fix it or force it, right? How many people have been there? A circumstance not going the way we want it to. We're going to fix it or we're going to force it. <laughs> or maybe there's this other option that, or we can just trust God in his unfailing faithfulness, in his nature, that he is a good, good father. He's a good father. He's a good God. Well, let's start reading this story about um, Joseph. We're going to be talking about Joseph today, the, the father of Jesus. Um, I guess it's a stepfather of Jesus, if you really want to be technical. Um, the father of Jesus. Let's read this, and then we'll unpack it a little bit, um, starting in verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, by the way, betrothal is like an engagement. That would be the word we would use. They were not yet married. It may be a little confusing because he says he was going to divorce her, but let me explain that in a moment. But he was, he was engaged, Mary was engaged to Joseph before they came together. She was found to be with child before they came together. In other words, they, they didn't have relations, if you know what I mean. Just be careful of young years here. So they did not have relations um, before this. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame... Resolved to divorce her quietly. Now, that, that divorce back in that um, time, that heritage, that tradition was, if you're engaged, um, it would be a divorce that would break off that engagement. Um, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to, them, to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. And this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken to the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Okay, so if you've um, been around a while, you maybe have read that story, but I want you to just put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a moment. Imagine this man in the room. Imagine if your fiance came up to you and just told you that she was pregnant. And you know that you were not with her. You've not had those relations yet. How would you take that news? Yeah, right, Mary. What are you saying? Well, I promise I haven't been with anybody. Like, seriously. So we know the end of the story. But think about that you didn't know context to this immaculate conception, if you would. Joseph is trying to process that his fiance is saying, I'm pregnant and I've not been with anybody. You'd be like, right. I'm a little concerned. Mary, are you okay? Have you lost your mind? Or... You're a liar, Mary. I cannot believe that you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Now, remember, when we had um, Scott, uh, i got to use his fake name. When we had Sam here, um, who is our area missionary to the Menica region, Middle East, North Africa region. Um, 
that he told us about the Eastern culture, which was very much a shame culture, right? And so if somebody found themselves pregnant and they were not yet married, that would be extremely shameful for in their culture, extremely. So much so that some cultures would probably stone the person because they had, had been acting unholy. But here is Joseph now not only having to wrestle with this idea that his fiance is pregnant, not with his kid, and she said it was not with anybody else. And he's kind of thinking, oh my word, the shame that's not only going to be brought on me, but it's going to be brought on her. She's going to be an outcast of society. He goes, maybe I'll just quietly divorce her to kind of, so he had compassion, so she doesn't experience the shame in her life. So talking about an unexpected circumstance. I thought the plan was that we were just going to work on this engagement, Mary, and then we're going to get married and we'll start a family. And then all of a sudden, whammo, Mary has, is pregnant with now then this angel shows up and says, don't be afraid to marry her. Okay, so you're saying, well, this, this dream that Joseph has when an angel visits him in a dream, again, think about this. How many times do you maybe think God speaks to you in a dream and then we probably just kind of like, was that really a God dream? Was that really, like it was just a dream. We've all had dreams, right? And yet he's having to process this even through a dream that, that an angel of the Lord appears in a dream. Don't be afraid to marry her because this is God's plan. Just, just think about that for a moment. I mean, it's got to blow your mind to think of all the things that Joseph is having to process at this moment. And yet, in the middle of that, God is whispering, do you see what I see? God is unfolding a plan to work in Joseph and Mary's life that's actually going to save the world, but it's not turning out the way that Joseph thought that his relationship with Mary was going to turn out. And actually, it's not only just like, this is not turning out this way. You know what? There's going to be a lot of ridicule, pain, and shame in this situation because nobody is going to understand this. But how did he move to a place of trusting God when he probably could have freaked out, (laughs) right? He could have said, I am running away, or Mary, I'm divorcing you. Let's, I've got to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to fix it, or I'm going to force it. Well, that can't be God. There's no way. I've never heard of God just uh, kind of miraculously making somebody pregnant, right? Joseph's probably thinking that too. I don't know any account of where God has done that before. He could easily just kind of wish this thing away. See, I think sometimes when we come to places where we have these unknown circumstances in our life, when we have these unexpected events, these things that just kind of like throw us for a loop, and then we, we wonder how we're trying to navigate it. Now, I, I want to encourage you, there, there is a way to navigate these things. Because in the middle of this confusion, in the middle of this uncertainty, God was actually working a miracle. I want to encourage you that sometimes we get locked in our circumstance in front of us and we begin to forget that God is doing something so incredible in our lives. 
That's why the, the word of God says that he works all things together for good. So my question is, are we going to react or are we going to respond? I, I want to let you know that our flesh typically wants to react to a negative situation. React to the uncertainty. We want to, yes, for those of you who control people in the room, you want to fix it or control it or, you know, force it. For the other of you, you want to flee. Like, let's, let me get out of this. And you run away. Or you just kind of like, you, you just make it want to disappear and, and you just try to make it go away that way. But what if there is actually, instead of reacting, that we respond to what God is doing? In the midst of that situation, because if God is who he says he is, and he's working in all circumstances, in all situations, that maybe God is actually working a miracle in the midst of this uncertainty. In the midst of your circumstances that you see right before, it's like there's no way that God, anything good is going to come out of this. See, what if we stopped looking at our circumstances and started looking to God? Would that change our perspective? See, our circumstances will be like, oh my word, look at this circumstance in front of me. I can't, I can't handle it. And you keep looking, keep looking. And then all of a sudden you just want to react, 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 react. Instead, maybe we need to stop looking at our circumstances and start looking to God and start responding to what he says to us. Be still and know that I am God. So you see, Joseph had to come to this place of saying, either I'm going to... You know, quietly divorce Mary and not shame her, but also knowing that, by the way, if he said yes to what God was doing, he also was going to face some, some being ridiculed, cast judgments on. But yet, he chose to listen to that voice of a dream and say, God, you're real. He knew something of the nature of God that kind of said, all right, I, I don't understand this. Because who would, right? I don't understand this, but I understand who you are, God. And I'm going to trust you. You see, a lot of times those circumstances, Joseph, he might like, even the dream, man, did I just have some bad flatbread and hummus? You know, Mediterranean lifestyle for Joseph. Man, that was just, that was a crazy dream. See, he could easily have just kind of even wash that away. He could have started blaming people. He could have been like, Mary, what did you do that got yourself into this circumstance? Mary, what are you not telling me? You know, he could have started blaming or he could have started saying, well, this is so bizarre. There can't be a God because God wouldn't show up in this way. There's got to be a different way that he's going to provide a king for the world to save the world. It's got to be something. Who am I? Have you ever said that? Who am I? God, there's no way. There's no way you're going to even work in this situation. Or we can just try to get in there and start like, I'm going to, I'm going to force the situation. I sure am going to fix this. My marriage is crumbling. I'm going to fix it. Or do we look at our circumstance? Or are we going to trust God who's faithful? You know, I, I had a life verse that I made my life verse back when in my early 20s. It was in Habakkuk, and it kind of goes like something like this. Though there are no cattle in the stall, there's no grapes on the vines, and no sheep in the pen, yet I will still praise you. The reason I picked that, and maybe it was prophetic to myself <laughs> that I needed to hear those words, because it doesn't matter how bad things get. 
I'm not going to be dictated by my circumstance. I'm going to be dictated by who God is. You see, we've got to move to this place of, 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 of trying to fix things or trying to make things or force things or blaming things. And we've got to move to a place of trusting God. You see, trusting is a choice to believe in a good God. Trusting is a choice because we can either respond or react. Reacting is saying, I'm going to make it happen. Responding moves to a place of trust, which is I'm going to let God make it happen. Trust is a choice to believe in a good God. Trusting isn't always Fixing, because Proverbs 3, 6, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding, which means I don't understand this, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. Amen. See, that's the seeing through the glass dimly. I don't really see clearly in front of me, but I just know that God is good and he's worthy to be praised and I can trust him. Right. He won't let me down. But trusting takes faith that God will do what he promises. Romans 8, 28, he says he works all things together for good. So you're looking at your circumstance right now in life and you're starting to feel these holidays could be really difficult for a lot of people. I want to encourage you. I'm trusting that this year, your holiday, for those of you who struggle around holidays, is going to be different. You're going to experience peace and you experience his presence this holiday season. And you're going to realize that as much, you can't trust your feelings. You've got to trust God. You can't trust your circumstances. You've got to trust a good father in heaven. Joseph, he had to not trust his circumstances, that's for sure. These are wild and bizarre circumstances. But he trusted God, and he did what he said. You see, trusting doesn't always follow an A to Z path. Because in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says that God's ways are not our ways. You see, sometimes we like to think about, but that's not the way I would do it. Therefore, it doesn't make any sense. But we have to understand God's ways are not our ways. I can't imagine Joseph, how he had to process that. Like, God, why would you, why couldn't we just conceive naturally and then decide that he was going to be the... King of the world, you know, their savior. God, why couldn't you just wait till we were married so we wouldn't have to go through all this shame? I don't care. You can have an immaculate conception, but why don't you want, kind of like wait till we got married so we wouldn't have to go through all of this? The why, the why, the why. But God's ways are not our ways. But trust is a choice. And this morning, I want to encourage you, whatever situation you're facing, whatever circumstance you're in, whatever life has thrown you, you're going to walk out of here today and you're going to make a choice. You're going to make a choice to either react or respond. If you're going to respond, which is my encouragement for you today, that means that you're going to have to choose to trust you're going to have to choose to not try to fix and force. You're not going to blame. You're going to trust in God who will work your situation out together for good. But I want to encourage you as you trust and as trust is a choice, you have to take the next step. 
You see, the next step for Joseph was he's got, he had to respond to what the angel said and said, take Mary as your wife. Don't have any relations with her until you get married, but until actually Jesus is born. And are you going to trust me? And, and Joseph had to take the step to trust. Would you take the step to keep moving forward? To keep taking the step when you wake up in the next day and not get bogged down and buried and you're going to run the other direction. But you're going to say, I'm going to trust you in the middle of this unknown circumstance. I'm going to trust you, God, when it seems like my world is crumbling. I'm going to trust you, God, when I can't, I can't fathom how to move forward in this circumstance. I'm going to trust you, God. Because when we do... We realize that God is actually working a miracle. We realize there's a miracle waiting to happen in every unplanned, unexpected, unpleasant circumstances in our lives. Uh, some of you need to hear that. Because it will arise, it will allow hope to arise in you that there is a miracle waiting to happen, but that miracle can only happen if you trust God. See, I don't know. I mean, God is God, but, but could, would that miracle be, take place? Would Joseph have been able to, to be the father of that miracle? Would Joseph, would he have missed the miracle if he would have started blaming? Would he have, if he started running away, would if he divorced him, would he have missed being a part of the miracle of God's unfolding story of saving the world? I wonder. And it makes me think, could we be missing the miracles that God is wanting to do in us as long as we're looking at our circumstance and not looking at God? I really felt that some of us needed to come to this place of saying, God, you are good. I don't understand everything, but I'm going to choose not to blame. I'm going to choose not to try to fix it or force it. I'm going to choose to say that, God, you are good, and I'm going to trust you to work a miracle in the midst of this unexpected, unplanned, unpleasant circumstance in my life. And I'm going to then settle my heart and say, be still and know that I am God. See, there's a little whisper that says this, trust me, trust me, I've got this, and I'm, walk, I'm, I'm, I'm working a miracle in your midst. To hear that voice, trust me, I've got this, I'm working a miracle in your midst. It was a lot for Joseph to handle. All those unexpected things. But I'm so glad that Joseph trusted God. What miracle is God working in your circumstance? What miracle does, does God want to do in your life? Don't trust in your circumstance. Trust in a faithful God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for bringing us to this place kind of reorient our view of things. That like that video intro coming in here that we just saw 
a person walking on a path that for that person's perspective, all they see is just what's right in front of them. But as we saw the picture move up and see the much bigger picture, that's what you see, God. So it brings us to this place, Lord, that we've got to trust in your nature. We've got to trust in you. Oh, give us the courage to not keep looking at our circumstance and pointing fingers and blaming and forcing and fixing, but let us settle our hearts to be like Joseph, to say, all right, Lord, I don't understand, but I do know that I'm going to trust you. I'm going to keep moving forward with the plan that you have placed in front of me to take Mary as my wife, follow your instructions, let the story unfold as a story needs to unfold. There might be some here today that as our eyes are still closed, our heads are still bowed, that would say that it's really hard to trust in somebody I don't know. And the way that we know God our Father is through Jesus Christ, who's allowed access to our Father. See, that's when we sing that song, but what Jesus has done on the cross for us. He took our shame, he took our guilt, he took our sin, and it was nailed to the cross. He forgave us. Then he rose again three days later and he conquered sin, he conquered death and he allowed us to have eternal life with him for those who put their faith and their trust in him and that rekindles a relationship with the Father. If you need to know God the Father, that you can trust him, do you want to be introduced to him through Jesus Christ today? But I want to just say a simple prayer while we're here. A simple prayer that's going to go like this, that, that Jesus, I just need you in my life. I'm tired of living on my own, that, that I, I want to serve you and I want you the Lord of my life. And, and thank you for taking all my sin, my guilt, my shame. I repent, which means I just turn the other way and I, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to go after your way. Not trusting myself, not relying on myself, but relying on you, Father, your goodness. Does anybody here today want to just pray that prayer with us? We'll just kind of spend a moment and you just quietly under your breath repeat that after me. Anybody here that wants to know Jesus today? Just raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Anybody? Lord Jesus, I just thank you for everybody that's here. I thank you for their heart to want to go after you. I just pray again, Lord Jesus, that we would just never get into our own life, that we just try to do it on our own, but let us trust you, God. I'm so encouraged by this Christmas season, Lord Jesus, that we're going to live it differently this year. We're going to live it with your perspective. Lord, I just pray that we would also have an open heart, that we would see the people around us, our neighbors, our friends who need the hope of Jesus Christ this Christmas, that we would be in inviting people, inviting them to our community Christmas event, inviting them to our Christmas Eve services, inviting them into our lives so they can experience the hope of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. 
Lord, I thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And before we leave, if our prayer team wants to come forward at this time, I just want to make sure if you're here today and you need some ministry, whether it's healing, whether you say, you know what, I didn't raise my hand, but I really want to give my life to Jesus. The ministry team wants to come at this time. I, just, I need to see you guys up here. So elders, ministry team, please come on up. Pastors, um, thank you, thank you. So if you feel like, man, you know what, or Christmas is a difficult time for me. I just need extra strength. Um, we would love to minister to you and, and allow Jesus Christ to, by his spirit, to minister to you. So if you need prayer, now you see who you want to go to for prayer. Remember, you got a mops meeting if you want there at this end of the hall. Otherwise, have an incredible, incredible week. We'll either see you Thursday. If you can't make it a weekend, see you for a Thursday service. Otherwise, we'll see you next week as we continue on the series, Do You See What I See? Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 